Hey, it's Bill from Build the Scene. Uh, with me tonight are Phil, um, David, and Charlie from Royal Honey, the Cheat and Middle Finger. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> um, this is the very first pre-show interview for the SOS PGH concert series, which will be featured um, Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. starting tomorrow. And uh, four Thursdays in a row, three different bands each time, um, $3 per show. Or you can sign on for the season pass and uh, watch them all for $10. Um, there are some ticket fees that apply, but with that season pass, you get a year's worth of video on demand as well. Um, that's the ticket I bought, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so real quick, we have Phil to my left. From the Chiefs. Hey guys. Charlie below him from How you doing? Little Finger. And next to Charlie, we have Dave. Dave or David? Either one's fine. <laughs> Most from people call me Dave. Dave from Royal Honey. Mm -hmm. So those are the three bands that will be debuting the concert series tomorrow from the Next Door Cafe at uh, In Stuff Records, or In Stuff Records, In Stuff Music. <laughs> um, and the production will be handled by 10 Band. Um, it's sponsored by Shady Lady Studio, Grassroots Show, Second Scene, Flying Scooter, Lexus Art and Design, In Stuff Music, The Vault, uh, Ryan McCutcheon Rhythm 19 Fund, Build the Scene, Endeavor After LLC. Um, I think I got everybody. If not, they are on the outside of our live video. You can see all the, their logos there. And um, if you go to SOS2020PGH.org. You can find more information out about all of those sponsors, and you can purchase your tickets there as well. So that's all out of the way. <laughs> um, how, how did each of you – now, I know Dave's is going to be easy. His, his answer is going to be, well, my guitar cohort wrote the song. But how did the rest of you get involved in all of this? <laughs> well, I got a message from Eric Roger, um, probably, I guess, right when he started, you know, originally came up with a song idea and what he wanted to do. And he had asked us if we would be interested in participating in this. And, you know, I thought it was, you know, it's a good cause where all us local musicians are pretty much affected by it. So um, it was a no brainer, you know, so we just, you know, we thought it was, you know, a good cause, and we jumped right on it. Cool. How about you, Phil? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, unfortunately for the cheats, only Todd and Kyle were able to make it to the studio for the recording. Uh, so when the opportunity came up to actually go out and play tomorrow night to support this cause, we jumped on it right away. And I kind of gave Dave's answer away, but but we'll let him speak a little bit too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously being in the band with Eric, uh, he presented it to us and said he was got a running point on it, put the whole thing together, got a, uh, a gigantic crew of local musicians to get involved, and um, kind of took off from there and really got big. I mean, it's that's everybody's on this thing. That's oh, what is it? Like um, everybody. 27 different bands and over 60 musicians. 
Yeah. And, and I'm here to tell you that both of those numbers are on the low end of, of what it actually is. <laughs> I believe that. Um, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> so uh, this is the first time that I'm doing this dual monitor thing. So you guys have to bear with me a little bit. Um, yeah. Man, <laughs> no the first time I'm doing this thing at all. So yeah. bear with me. <laughs> So let's let's talk about each of your bands a little bit. We'll, we'll start with with um, sure. Dave this time. We'll reverse order. Um, if you had to describe your band genre wise and and what um, a listener might get to see tomorrow, what what would you tell them? Um, it's kind of an updated version of um, like that kind of early wave of like more hard rockifying, like old timey rock and roll, and just. Kind of sped up, added some punk elements in, you know, think, you know, Stones, Dolls, all those kind of bands, but um, a little punkier on some of it, you know, it's, uh, I'm sorry, this, the lighting just died on me because this monitor turned itself off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like I'm doing a lot of the writing, so I'm trying to, like, keep it in that vein, but again, you know, modernize it. I want, you know, something new, something original. And, you know, trying to hit that. Eric's starting to contribute more to the writing. And, um, you know, on this, this uh, we, we do have a new tune coming out on the 26th of February called Cut and Run. And uh, that's going to be, you know, on all your major platforming or uh, streaming platforms, rather. So, and I just, as far as, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I just want to cut in for a second. Some of the people Here's are saying, saying they can't hear us. So I want to make sure that we're actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the sound is working on my cell phone, so they may want to turn their volume up. <laughs> I, I thought I had it working. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there. It was on uh, you know, the band and where we're coming at, uh, coming from rather stylistically. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, just like taking all that and kind of throwing it together. You know, and as far as like the songwriting goes, just kind of take a lot of those ideas, throw in like, you know, more up tempo, uh, you know, a lot of those quick, snappy kind of uh, walking bass lines, stuff like that. Cater stuff towards, you know, Bobby Collins. When you got that guy in vocals, you can do pretty much anything, but you want to make it so it, so it uh, fits his style. So that's kind of been more and more of a focus writing wise. And um, you know, beyond that, you know, just think like blues rock, but a little bit more of an edge maybe you know a couple metal elements i know um when i listen to the royal honey um cd and um when i play it on the show it always makes me want to get up and move and i am not someone who should be up and moving <laughs> good good that's my intention too I, See, i've Phil always thought it. like rock and roll should be dance music yeah yeah I, you know i always thought rock and roll should be uh dance music and you know write it ac accordingly play it that way you want people to move you don't want people you know sitting in a chair or standing there with their arms folded in front of themselves you want people to have a good time right. um, that's that that's the whole premise behind rock and roll so phil i'm gonna bring you up on the on the screen and send the same yeah. question to you uh what was the question man <laughs> uh tomorrow night you're gonna see you can see the cheats, man. Uh, 
We're going to give you some new stuff, some uh, middle stuff, some old stuff, a little bit of everything in 15 minutes. Um, you know, th this last year, we did release a record that, unfortunately, we have no CD release for it since uh, all of our stages are closed. Uh, this might be the first time some people have heard a couple of the songs that we're going to play. It might be the thousandth time they've heard some of the other songs that we're going to play, but we're doing that because people want to hear those too. Uh, How it's been a rough year. So, I mean, this is kind of just uh, hoping to knock the dust off a little bit tomorrow night as uh, short of a set as we'll play and as quick as we're going to play it. Uh, hopefully it's just a little bit of a taste of things to come in the next few months for all of us. So how, how would you describe your sound for anyone who hasn't heard of the cheats? Well, I mean, it's really evolved over the years. Uh, there is no secret that there's been 30 some members of the band. I think Charlie clocked it around 36, a couple months ago. Uh, so yeah, with that, the, the sound of the, the band changes over time. Uh, right now, you know, with myself and Todd and Kyle, uh, Three guys have been in the Pittsburgh scene for decades. Uh, we have Devin Holiday, who's a uh, man has been all over the states. Uh, recently down in Atlanta, and uh, we have Young Rob from over in Cleveland. We got a wide mix of influence. Um, we're all over the board, and we are in the studio now working on a new record this weekend. It's going to be drastically different than what people have heard before. Um, you know, just, it's, uh, it's going to be a raw rock and roll record, maybe not quite as punk infused as uh, some of the previous records. Uh, man, there might be some keyboards on this stuff. We don't know yet. Maybe a saxophone. <laughs> so I, I have, if you've never listened to my shows, I like go off on tangents all the time, but I'm sitting here right now off screen, shaking my head, <laughs> responding, like, because that's what I do in the show normally, because everybody can see me. You guys can see me, but the people watching live on Facebook can't see me. <laughs> um, so, Charlie, I'm going to move on to you. Same question. What what should we expect to hear from um, Middle Finger tomorrow? Well, um, as Justin, our singer, would say, we, we are Middle Finger and we play rock and roll. It's aggressive. It's, it's quick. It's catchy. Um, it's got a lot of punk influence. Uh, it's, you know, it's everything that, you know, it's, it's everything and nothing all at the same time. How's that? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, like I said, it's got a lot of aggression. Um, we're going through, we have a new member now and it's, you know, and we're kind of working that out. We're kind of new to, uh, as in our standing as a band compared to like a lot of the other bands on this, they've been together for, you know, quite some time. We're fairly new. Um, and uh, it, it's just, it's a great feeling. We're enjoying ourselves right now. So now I'm going to give you one of my, my famous off the wall questions. Um, I'm going to stay with Charlie. So he's going to get it without any warning. And Dave, <laughs> Dave and Phil will have a moment to think about it, but let's say there's an apocalyptic event and the majority of the human life is wiped off the face of the earth. And there's just a handful of people left and only one song from every band that existed can survive. Which song from your bands should survive that apocalyptic, yeah, apocalyptic event and help repopulate the earth? From Middle Finger? Yep. Is that what you're asking? Yep. Um, 
I'd have to say the five. The five is about, um, I, in some weird way, it's about the opposable thumb. And I always said that um, you're, like a band is like this. Your members are like this. You know, they're all kind of, but then the, the opposable thumb comes in and it does that, you know, and uh, that's, you know, that's the five. And I think without that, you know, then you're just kind of twisted in the wind. See, the other thing this question does is it give those, gives these listeners a chance to go listen to a track by you before they get to hear you live tomorrow. <laughs> so I think we'll move to Dave next with the same question. So this would be uh, a post-apocalyptic scenario we're talking about, huh? Correct. Okay. Well, that being the case, I'd go with the news from us. I mean, it's it could be read as... Um, you know, depending on how you're listening to it and how you're interpreting the words, you know, something that's the lead up to a um, apocalyptic scenario. You know, it's, yeah, I didn't write it to be political or anything like that. Just about that kind of situation. Somebody that's in a situation where there maybe you can read it as they're just stuck <clears throat> in prison or it could be a prison of their own making or it could be uh, a political prisoner of some sort. I don't know, but they're waiting around for the noose. So. Cool. And. I think Phil was who we had left, right? On that yeah. One. <laughs> Phil, yeah. I appreciate the question because everybody feels that we've all lived through the post-apocalypse. Uh, we right. were presently in the post-apocalypse. Uh, we might, uh, our three bands might be the reason for the post-apocalypse. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, man, if you got a, yeah, if there's a, a cheat song that would be the soundtrack for the post-apocalypse and something that's going to, I don't know. You guys kind of missed his uh, little end there about repopulating the human race. I know. I, uh, I throw that in there to see if anybody picks that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Billy said I can't swear or anything during this. but uh, And then I throw that at you, right? Making <laughs> in the post-apocalypse. It would be, uh, of course, it would be our most recent single, Give Up the Ghost. Because maybe it would be time to give up the ghost and let it go. <laughs> So I'm going to stick with you and ask another off-the-wall question. Okay. So this question is my Dave Grohl question. Anyone who watches the Pennsylvania Rock Show knows that my goal is to eventually get him on the show. So I ask this all the time, hoping that eventually he'll hear about it because his management ignored my email. (laughs) (laughs) But the question is, the Foo Fighters are well-known for bringing people up on stage and letting them play with them. So what concert would you be at and holding that sign saying that you want to come up on stage. So who's your Dave Grohl? Who's going to call you up? Brother, ain't Dave Grohl. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, you know, if we're, if we're t- talking hypothetical what if, uh, I, I think maybe we'd have to go back in time and it, it'd be a Motorhead show for sure. Um, and if we're looking down the road, like next time there's a big concert, I did. Man, make fun of me. It might be Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Why not? You know, as much as I hate to admit this where people can hear me, she can sing. <laughs> yeah. She's a rocker. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's Miley Cyrus. I like that answer. <laughs> uh, let's go with Charlie. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath or late 70s Van Halen. They're, they're my two. And Dave, I go with the Stones because it'd be easy. 
I mean, everybody knows all the material. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this one, yeah. It's, it's just three chords. Yeah, I know. I know how you guys write. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. All right, let's stick with hypotheticals. Um, without breaking the time space-time continuum, you get to go back in time and follow one band around for a whole year. Who are you going to follow around and why? <laughs> Who's this uh, question directed at? It's yours. Oh, it's mine? Yep. Okay. Jeez. Um, Howlin' Wolf's old band in the 50s. And why Why him? He had Hubert Sumlin on guitar. And the band itself kicked, and the songwriting was great, and uh, it was new, and it was nasty, and it probably scared the living crap out of people at the time. <laughs> That's the real Chicago blues. Nothing against Muddy Waters, but give me Howlin' Wolf. That was like proto-punk, what he was doing. I'm looking for a reaction out of the other two to see who I was going to call on next. And they're sitting there stone faced. It's like, I'm in class. My kids are like, don't call me. If I don't look at him, he won't call on me. <laughs> okay, Charlie, you're up. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, it sounds kind of cliche, but um, like just the chaos of the sex pistols would just be, you know, talk about a wild ride. You know, I mean, that was just, you never knew what was going to happen next. That would be, um, just kind of fun to just like be hanging on there, you know? And Phil. Man, I, I got to tell you, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity, not being smart. A year with George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was honestly for me. That was my punk rock before punk rock is my punk rock. Um, I can't imagine in the 70s what that scene must have looked like every day. And the music is just so damn good. They were relentless live, too. Yeah. yeah. Can't really argue with that one, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Next question. This one's yours, Phil, since you're already on the screen. All right. Um, Tell me something embarrassing that has happened on stage to one of your bandmates. <laughs> oh. Boy, uh. <laughs> you have taught in the band. That's a book, man. That's a book. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's a book. I'm trying to think who we would take less crap from tomorrow. Um, <laughs> It's hard to answer that without being mean-spirited, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a fun one, though. It is a fun one. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like... <sighs> I, I did this here. I'll buy you some. I, I'm, so, I'm so focused, usually, like, on myself. And, honestly, the crowd in front of me, judging, the, you know, what, what the reaction is and how the show's going. And, with, and I'm not kissing their ass, because... Yeah, I love those guys. I trust them 110%. I don't got to watch what they're doing or pay attention to them. I know that they're going to be there. Um, as for former band members, you, you can go that route. Uh, uh, a long list of, you know, uh, yeah, you're playing in the wrong tuning for five songs, dude. You're, uh, yeah, you're playing only the upbeats. We're not a ska band, we're a punk band. Uh, Charlie might want to watch that one with his new guitar player. Uh, <laughs> 
maybe some very questionable fashion choices. I myself included, you know, being a 46 year old man dressed like Mad Max. Um, hey, look, man, it's we play in local punk and rock and roll bands. Damn near everything we do is embarrassing to normal people. So be- before before I move on and let the other two answer, we're we're an equal <laughs> opportunity show. Um, Rude Dog, who's going to be at the venue doing doing the live streaming portion, um, his band um, Fist Fight in the Parking Lot was on the Pennsylvania yeah. Rock Show a long time ago, and I asked that question, and every single member of the band talked about him. <laughs> <laughs> I would happily volunteer to be the most embarrassing guy in any <laughs> band I've ever been in or will be in. If it's me, it can be me, man. It's fine. Let the other guys look cool. It's fine. Hey, Dave. Did you have time to think of one? Uh, yeah, this is going way back, like, uh, graffiti era where a drummer. Um, I, I, I'm assuming it was mostly booze, but, uh, you know, kind of had, had to puke mid-song from the, uh, the drum throne. Oh. On stage, yeah. Oh, did he... That, that like sets this question up perfectly, but did he miss a beat? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, kept him moving. You know, I think his right hand might've came off the, uh, the hat for a minute there, but I think that's the way to audition a drummer. Absolutely. Fill up with shots of whiskey. See how long you can go. Yeah. That's day one song. one. Okay, Phil, you're up. Phil. Oh, sorry. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Wait, um, I'll change it back to Phil and make him answer it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting um, a better answer out of me. That was very nice. <laughs> I could I have a story. It's it's uh I mean it's a from one of the cover bands I've played in for the last twenty years. Um there was a gentleman who comes to a lot of our shows and he looks in incredibly like one of the main two members of the band kiss. Okay. I know. Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, okay. And he pretty much, I'd say plays that out. If you've met him, you know, I mean, pe- you know, he wants people to think, you know, that, you know, he looks just like, it's like a life gives you lemons. You make lemonade, you know, the poor bastard you know, grew up to look like Gene Simmons. Um, it was one of our rock and roll night was our last song of the evening. So our singer with his wireless mic jumped off the stage and seen him in the crowd and ran over to him right before the second verse and flipped him the microphone. I mean, the guy looks exactly like Gene Simmons. He goes around to look like Gene Simmons. He did not know any of the words to <laughs> rock and roll all night. The song that Gene Simmons said, Kiss is most popular song. So our singer flips him the <laughs> microphone and he's, this room's pretty big. He's halfway across the room before he realizes that the, I, 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 he doesn't know any of the words. So I looked at him across the room. Our singer, his eyes got real big and like was bowling over people just to try to get back to the microphone in time because <laughs> the band was headed towards a total train wreck. You know, yeah. So that was maybe not as embarrassing for us. I mean, it could have been worse, but, you know, it was up there. <laughs> so I, I've never seen him when I'm out at a show, but I've seen him at Penguin Games a couple of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Great guy, by the way, you know. Uh, you know, great guy, but you know. hey, let's let's get a little personal. Are you scared now? <laughs> Never. 
Yeah, this is an easy one. When when did you realize that that you wanted to be a musician? Me? Yep. Oh wow. Um, you know what? The funniest thing I told somebody when the, um when I was in grade school, they had um these music people come in and they put us all in the auditorium and and they had like a you know the record player and stuff and they were basically seeing if you had any musical aptitude to like start learning an instrument like later on to be in the high school band or whatever you know so they put everybody through this test and they basically told me that i had absolutely no chance of being a musician uh that might you know told me I had no ear for music whatsoever. So at that moment, I decided that, you know, that's really what I wanted to do. I had that conversation. A pseudo-scientific right. test was that. Yeah, <laughs> science for you. Yeah. It's pseudoscience there. Yeah. I, I definitely had that conversation in elementary school, and they were right. And I ended up singing a solo, too, because <laughs> I was the only one who knew the words when the kid was absent. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Let's see. How about you, Dave? When did I know I wanted to be a musician? Correct. Um, God, so this was, I mean, you know, way back when dinosaurs still roamed the earth. But, uh, you know, um, early teens, you know, 11, 12, something like that. Started, you know, picking up records. Kiss was one of them. You know, early ACDC, all that kind of stuff. Cheap trick. And uh, that's just, I don't know. I was drawn to it. It was something I wanted to do. And started jumping in and haven't looked back since. And Phil. I still don't know if I want to be a musician. <laughs> it don't pay me, brother. It don't pay at all. Uh, I, I guess, you know, 12, 13, I heard a Ramones record and knew that, that there was something there, something I wanted to be a part of. Um, not to be too serious or, 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 or weird or trite about it, it was probably 10 years ago after already having been in the scene for a while that I decided I want to be a musician um, and actually take it seriously and not just strap on a guitar or get behind a drum set, you know, and, and kind of brush off responsibility to actually be a musician. It's a lot of work. I mean, David and Charlie are two of my heroes because they're so damn good and you can tell how hard they worked at it. Uh, Thanks, man. It's when Thank I started you. coming around. Thank you. It means a lot. You're welcome, guys. You know I love you. Uh, it's when I started coming around guys like these two, and, and you know, and, and you know, me and Todd started doing some stuff together ten years ago. Um, former bands I was in, um, where I really realized like you got to work at this thing. You can't just go up there and shake your ass and and and, and drink a lot. Yes, you got to be a working musician. You got to practice and, and and constantly keep learning um you know me and charlie have a great relationship uh charlie you know is my backup in the cheats he comes in and plays when i can't make a gig so i rehearse with him a lot and i've learned so much from that man as a musician thank you uh, it should it should be what i want to be it should be that you know i always want to be a better musician bill um there's new stuff out there for all of us to learn and pick up on and steal from, unabashedly steal from. I'm looking at you, Miley Cyrus. Um, <laughs> never stop. That's twice. That's twice. That's twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mark Madden, who currently is like being hated on Twitter right now, but <laughs> just what now, do you know? oh, just now he's being hated. Well. 
more so than normal because he said <laughs> he said uh, TJ Watt skipped his exit interview and Steeler Nation's up in arms because he's lying. But anyway, that's what they said. He's lying. But um, he put up a poll on his blog today, and the question was, um, what Ace Freely song is his best song? And since he came up and Kiss has come up, I figure we'll we'll extend that to to our listeners. Uh, Bill, I'm going to go first since I'm on screen, and uh, I don't care about Mark Madden or Ace Freely. Uh, I might be polarizing everybody in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, uh, two things off my radar altogether. <laughs> You were the one I was worried about because Dave and, <laughs> and Charlie both mentioned the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guitar, man. Yeah, cram more humbuckers in there, Ace. It's cool. <laughs> my my favorite – here, I'll save you. My favorite Ace story is his audition where he showed up with two different shoes on and basically just walked in and plugged in while, somebody, while Bruce Kulik was playing. <laughs> so he's always been a little out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. That's what I like. <laughs> I'm gonna move, move on to Dave. See if he has a. Say something nice about Mark Madden. <laughs> oh come on! I mean, it's <laughs> all that stupid genius stuff. It it wears me thin. Is he smart? Does he know what he's talking about? Usually, but I uh, just it, he grates on my nerves. His whole, his whole. This is a guy whose entire personality is an affectation. So. <laughs> Hey, man, we all like professional <laughs> wrestling. It's cool. <laughs> so what was, the, what was the ace question here? Best, uh, best ace freely song. God, I don't even know. I, um, when they did the four solo albums simultaneously back in whatever year that was, um, I remember buying his, but, I mean, I was a kid, so I really don't know. I mean, the only thing, he, New York Groove was his, wasn't it? Yes. New York and, Groove. And that's a cover. And that's a cover of nobody knows. I can't. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. It's not even an A song. So I. Um, I really wouldn't be able to answer that question. Shock, shock me <laughs> is his. Is that? That's cool. All right. And uh, I think into the void off of the. Um, oh, what is that called? Um, I can't remember the name of the album. <laughs> that's terrible. It was when they got back together most recently. Was the album terrible? Is that what you're saying? The album was terrible. Or? No. Oh, okay. um, I will say this though: <laughs> the, Ace and Peter didn't play on most of it, even though it was played off that they did. Were they just not like not um, capable of doing it at that point in their lives? Like I, that? I, I, well, if you ask Gene and Paul, they were never capable of doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Charlie, what do you think? You have a take um, on this? On, on Mark Madden, um, Mark Madden will tell you that. Um, if you, if, how can I say it? How does he say it? Um, if he had a dime for every time he came across someone who had as much charisma as he did, he would have zero dimes. That's what Mark Madden would say. Um, and as far as Ace Frehley is concerned, I went to high school with a girl who worked her way up to position in Warner Brothers Records by being an intern. And to this day, Ace Frehley still owes her $350 for a limousine ride that he had to have 
to a record signing on his first Fraley's Comet tour. So whenever he gives <laughs> her back the three hundred and fifty dollars, then we could talk about Ace Freely. I'll talk about it. <laughs> this he, might he got been- made the three hundred and fifty dollars first. Yeah, yeah. This might have been the worst question I ever asked, and I had no idea it was going. <laughs> I told someone one time that their house was lousy with kiss. How's that? Dude? So, all right. Let me think. Um, let's see. You guys all see the movie Rockstar? Yeah, absolutely. Good, because that means I don't have to explain it. <laughs> Wait, is that was that the Wahlberg thing? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So along the same lines is the Dave Grohl question. If you were going to be in a tribute band and hope to make it up on stage with the actual band, wh- which band would you be, would you tribute? If that's a verb. Me? Sure. Me? Uh, I'd have to say Black Sabbath or early Van Halen. You know, that was, you know, yeah. I know the majority of those. I mean, you know. I could probably just hop up with them and make it happen, you know? So that would probably be the, you know, but it would have to be then, you know, you know, okay. of course, uh, Black Sabbath's last tour was very good. I thought. Yes. So you brought up Van Halen. So I'm going to, yes. With, with, with which singer? David Lee Roth. Yeah. That's not even a legitimate question. We'll yeah, yeah. Here's, here's you know, I love Dave. When, I love Dave when Dave was Dave. How's yep. that? Yeah. If you listen to this Friday's Pennsylvania Rock Show, this came up. Um, I was scrolling through Facebook, and there was it was the first argument I've seen on Facebook in forever that wasn't political, and it was who was better, Sammy or, or DLR. And um, the one valid point I saw um, in Sammy's direction was that Sammy could still sing both both of their um, songs currently, whereas David really can't. However, I'm with you. I, I think they were better with the, with <clears throat> David Lee Roth. He's just I a mean, better front man. It's more exciting. I think, o, I think OU812 is a great record. Um, but it's, I mean, I think it's, you know, with Sammy, I think it's their best one. But in my mind, it doesn't compare to, like, the energy of, like, Fair Warning or Women and Children First. You know, so and that's the Van Halen I love the most. Okay, how about let's go with Dave this time. What's this question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hoping <laughs> you remembered <laughs> because you lost him, Charlie. You lost him, Charlie. <laughs> Char- would, uh, tribute band thing? Yes. Like what would? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's like such a broad question. I'd, I'd want to form an actual. Could pull it off. Um, original James Brown and the JB's tribute oh. band. Damn, yeah. I join that. I join <laughs> yeah. that. Let me give you. <laughs> I join that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Full scale horns, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I join that. Who's doing the dancing? Phil. I'll do the Whoever dancing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play this bass part yet, but I'll do the dancing. <laughs> The only song that comes to mind when I think of James Brown is the California Raisins. That's oh, immediately into my head. <laughs> what is that? Do I get a cold sweat? Yeah. I, think I, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know karate, but I know crazy. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> I wrote a guy wrote a song about popcorn. Yeah. Hot tub. Popcorn. Get in hot tub. 
<laughs> so, yeah. That wasn't far off. That absolutely could have been a James Brown song. <laughs> I don't even remember who I talked to on this question so far. <laughs> Is it Phil's uh, turn? <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. okay. So, I mean, it's a loaded question, Bill, because, I mean, honestly, they, I mean. I, I don't know if you've you noticed, hit- but they've all been loaded. <laughs> we, well, I'm getting loaded, too. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, I mean, you got hits like Blood Pollution, uh, Stand Up and Shout. Like, I mean, it's got to be still Dragon, right? Like, you've got to do a tribute of the tribute That's- band from the movie. There was a tribute to the other guys doing the tribute. <laughs> it was awesome. So I, I think I'm inviting Phil on the PA Rock Show because I feel like we could have some fun. Yeah, it's a it's a pandemic, brother. I'm I don't free. think you can afford all the vodka that it would take. <laughs> Never vodka, brother. You know it's always bourbon. I know. All right, so since you're on the yeah. since you're on the screen, um, okay, and the sauce. Um. <laughs> What is something that fans of the cheats do not that they don't know about you that they would be surprised to learn? Uh, oh my God, that we are honestly probably the most laid back, normal, quiet guys. Um, we're all very, very good at putting ourselves out there in public. Uh, we're quiet dudes, man. Um, Charlie, you could probably attest this. You've been at rehearsal with us. We could just sit there and chill and be relaxed. Um, It's a peaceful group of guys, regardless of how rugged and handsome we look. I mean, we're not lumberjacks or anything. We're not living that kind of lifestyle. Um, Yeah, we're, for the most part, we're older guys. We're quiet guys. We're not the seamsters like we used to be. I think we're probably a lot more lame and laid back than what most people would think. <laughs> See, this, this is going to be edited out. This part's edited yeah. out, right? Yeah, yeah. Edit that Absol- out. Absolutely <laughs> not. Mean, we're just maniacs <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I hate editing video. Plus, it's live. It's too late. <laughs> I meant to say uh, we're all giant lovers of turtles. We all have lots of pet turtles. That's the thing that you know about the cheese. <laughs> okay, Dave, same question. That's like me. All right. And this, I'm sorry, something. Something that um, your fans would be surprised to learn about you. About me or the band in general? Either way. Okay. So, I mean, other than, I mean, most people are aware of Angela's obscure collection of 16th century monocles, right? <laughs> no? Okay. That was awesome. Uh, speaking speaking of Angela, let me cut off for a second. Yeah. Speaking of Angela, once, uh, the Cosmos Sonics came to my house one time. And I had uh-huh. no I like I had no background information, and they showed up in character with the really? platform boots and the guy liner, and and they knocked on the door, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and they, nice. came, they came in and hung out and, and chatted. That was probably like 2005 on on the rock show, but <laughs> that's my memory. He walked in, and yeah. <laughs> well, but, first up, I think Angelo needs a collection of monocles. Or at least a monocle to wear on stage occasionally, but um, uh, beyond that, I don't know. You know, it's you know, kind of like to Phil's point there. It's you know, we're getting older. We're not partied every night. You know, yeah, we do it when we're uh, we're playing a show. It's Friday night. 
have a few drinks, but um, especially during pandemic times, it's not like everybody's going out to bars every night anymore. So eh, you get older, chill out a little bit, hopefully. And Charlie, you had a little bit of time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Phil brought up a good point. You know I mean? That is true. I mean, you would think that like by the music that we play that, you know, we would be, you know, these, you know, Cape Crusaders of chaos, you know, but we're not, you know, um, I actually had, when I was in, I was in my thirties, I had moved into the duplex and there was a guy there who, who kind of knew, you know, what I did, you know, um, and he told me about a year later, he said that when I heard you were moving in next to me, I didn't know what to expect. And he said, you were probably one of the most laid back people I've ever been around. And, uh, you know, that, that's probably, you know, Hear me? I yeah, hear you. Yeah. Yeah. What is it just you and me now? I think my internet died for a second. <laughs> can you guys hear me? <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I can hear, I hear Bill and Dave and Phil. I hear everybody. So. Yeah. All I can hear is Charlie. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I want to hear is Charlie. Uh, yeah. I, I think we're back on. <laughs> Um, so I, I think maybe we should talk a little bit about the venues. Um, I know with, without the venues, there's no place for the bands to play. And without the bands, there's nothing for me to do with my live streaming and podcast. So it, you know, it's kind of like a circle of life. Um, so my question, and I think we'll, we'll probably leave on this one, um, is what, like, what drew you to this project? Was it the having the chance to play live again? Is it ha being able to help the venues and and the service staff staff that's involved with with the shows? I mean, what what exactly um, do you want the people to know when we tell them that they should go ahead and and pay the three dollars or the ten dollars and watch these live streams? Me, Charlie. Yep. You want me? To? Okay. Um. You know, we, you know, when you've been when you've been doing it as long as I have, Phil has, Dave has, you know, we've been doing this for a very long time, and we've been to a lot of venues. We've met a lot of people who work in these venues, and um, to be honest with you, we've probably established, you know, you know, relationships and and become friends, you know. And I know there's people that that I hang out with today that I never would have, you know, that maybe worked in these places or owned these places, you know, in the past. And, you know, they've become like, you know, our, also our friends, you know, when you see your friends like hurting and there's not, you know, they can't do anything about it. You know, I mean, they're like forced to do this. You know, if they could change that, they would, if they could open, they would, you know, they're, they're, you know, and it hurts them. So to be able to, you know, to take some, like, I don't, I don't know. I, when it comes to me, I, I don't really like using the word talent. I basically, you know, scream into a microphone when I sing. I mean, I'm not, you know, I just, you know, uh, I just kind of go up there sometimes and just, you know, let it, let it fly. But, you know, if I can somehow use what I have to make their lives better, then, you know, then you, you just do it. You know, I mean, it's a no brainer. And Dave, your thoughts? It, it, I apologize. I, I can't hear anything right now. 
Okay. Well, Would, we'll... Was there a question that I should? Uh... Yeah. Just... Who do you hear? Who do you hear? Who do you hear right now? I can you hear, hear me. You? Yeah, I can. he's asking on why we did this. Like, well, you know, um, you know, as far as like the the clubs and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, what made us, you know, want to do okay. that for them? You know, yeah, it's because you know, with COVID right now, it's this is just a situation in this country. They're dying. You know, they have uh, no stream of income, no way to pay their leases, their mortgages, anything like that. You know, there's been really no governmental support. Somebody has to step up and do it. You know, we want to keep live music and the arts to continue to be a thing in this country and um, without something soon. And who knows how long the situation is going to drag out. It's, you know, our, the arts and music are they're going to die in this country. And I, I don't think any of us want to see that. So do what you can, you know, if it's financial support, coming out to places that can do something with the social distancing, do whatever you can, you know, just directly donate money to favorite places. If you got it like that, it's, because the situation's really dire, you know, and that's just this specific thing that we're into. But you know, entertainment as a whole right now is absolutely it's it's circling the drain, and uh, you know, this isn't going to get resolved in the next six weeks or anything. So, you know, everybody do what they can to chip in and keep this stuff alive. You know, whether or not you you're totally in love it, I with it, I think we all appreciate the need for the arts for entertainment in our lives and for everybody else's too. Amen. Oh, well, apparently I'm bringing everybody up, but Phil, what, what's right. your take? Cool. Uh, you know, Bill, I've, I've thought a lot about this last week, knowing that we're going to have this interview tonight. And yeah, I, I was really questioning like, you know, where my heart's at, where, you know, just the world is at. Uh, we as musicians, I mean, we are the street survivors, man. The three of us guys and you tonight can write five songs to go stand on a street corner and play. So it can't be about my ego or Dave and Charlie's ego or our band's egos. We'll, we'll survive. I mean, we can write records and record records and, you know, we can go busk on a corner. We can play a friend's basement. Um, you know, these venues that are suffering from this, that's all they got. They don't have options. They can't lock their doors and sneak 500 people in the back door and have monster magnet play, you know, it's, you know, um, you know, small, the small bars that we cut our teeth in that we still play in, you know, if, if, if our bands were to go, you know, down to excuses tomorrow night, instead of out uh, and stuff, uh, George would get shut down for having us down there with, you know, 50, 60, a hundred people. Uh, they don't have the options that we have as artists and musicians. We'll survive. We'll find a way to be able to get our stuff out there. Any musician who has not been creating this last year, pack your stuff and stay home. Get out there, write some songs, stream it, anything you got to do. Okay. Yeah, we're the reason for a venue, but the venue is there for us. We got to, you know, do something to support these people. These are people like Charlie said, these are friends. You know, these aren't strangers. Um, I can't tell you how many bars I've gone to on the road, five States away. Well, I walk in and they treated me like family. Um, they're dying out there. You know, they're barely making do they had, they, they have no options. Give a couple bucks, man. Um, yep. You know, all these places are open. 
you can't get to see me shake my ass on stage, but you can go down and buy a couple beers and a burger. You know, do what you can to help them out. These bars and venues are gone. Yeah, somebody will come back and buy it. Don't get it in a fire cell, man. It's going to suck. It ain't going to be the place that we all loved. Help support local. Help support these stages, man. Otherwise, they're gone. They become corporate. They become corporate monstrosities. It's going to be the Amazon. I can't drink like this at Fuddruckers, brother. No, no, don't throw me out. Or the Amazon Prime rock and roll experience, or, you know, whatever comes out of this. Plus, hey, we Folks got- like us get banned from Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> we got jobs too. We got day jobs, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, another real quick and a quick, a quick note. Um, you know, as far as another reason why I did, I was just so excited when I found out that you know my band was gonna, you know, we were gonna have another a night to play with the Cheats and play with Royal Honey. You know, I mean. I love these guys. You know, we, you know, we gig together. We've gigged together as, you know, multiple band shows, uh, Middle Finger Royal Honey, Middle Finger to Cheats. You know, I mean, we've all, you know, we've done, and, you know, it's just going to be great to be like around this atmosphere tomorrow, even though it's, you know, not going to be, you know, open to the public per se, but just to like be able to just get up and, you know, crank it up with these guys is going to be fantastic. And I'm very, very oh. much looking I'm forward to it. I'm yeah. coming for work, man. I'm going to stink tomorrow. <laughs> I, on, on that note, I'm going to point out that I will be sitting right over there on my couch watching from home. <laughs> Perfect. We'll find you, Bill. You, We're going to bring the funk to your house yeah, too, brother. You, you might be able to take a good breath. You might be able to catch <laughs> no. it. If Phil said he's going to stink, believe me, the man's going to stink. <laughs> Charlie knows. <laughs> well, I, I want to thank you guys for coming on, hanging out with me. Thank for you, brother. Thank you. What I thought was going to be you. like 15 minutes, but we're an hour in and people are hanging with us. We still have pretty much the same amount of people that we did when we went live. So you guys, you guys are suckers. You should have bailed much yeah. Jeopardy. I heard that new guy's okay. <laughs> I don't think I'd be watching me that long. <laughs> hey, thanks to everybody who, who stuck around and watched. So uh, make sure you, that you head to sos2020pgh.org slash concerts, which I'll throw up on the screen again right there. That's where you can go to purchase your tickets. As I said, there are some small ticket fees, but it's $3 per show um, or $10 for the whole season um, plus fees. I think it was thirteen thirty-three for the whole season. Which is nothing. It's four, four, four nights, twelve bands for thirteen thirty-three. That's like that's a throwback. Those are two thousand seven prices. That's like yeah. that's like a dollar eleven a show. <laughs> yeah. That's a pub on a, a band, Thursday I mean. prices. Come on, pay up. <laughs> Speaking of venues that I would love to have back, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. But all right, so. We're going to let let the gentlemen go about their evening and uh, make sure you check them out live tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. And, again, you can get those tickets at sos2020pgh.org slash concerts. And uh, I guess I'll be hanging out with you from my living room tomorrow while they are on stage. Cool. So, once right. again, thanks everyone to everyone for hanging out with us. And thanks to Phil Dave and Charlie for putting up with my crazy questions for a little while. 
Hey, thank you, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good night. Thank you, guys.